It's the Last Stand Podcast. And here's your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. I'm Brian Custer. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. And our guest today is one of Bellator's pound for pound best fighters in the world. He is the featherweight's number one contender. He's known as the mercenary. He's the unbeaten AJ McKee. AJ, welcome to the last stand. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. My pleasure. Man, good to have you, my brother, because... Uh, at the end of the month, July 31st, Bellator 263, you're taking on the champion, Patricio Pitbull, featherweight title, million bucks on the line. Uh, Pitbull it has the most wins in Bellator history. He has seven successful defenses. He's regarded as the best fighter in Bellator history. You tell us why you are so confident that you're going to win this fight. Man, just... The fact that for 17 fights since I first signed to the organization, um, he's been the target. He's been the man that I've trained for. So uh, everything around my career has kind of been built and geared towards beating him. Um, we had the opportunity to fight him four fights ago. Uh, he beat Michael Chandler to become the champ champ. And uh, I was supposed to go up to 155 pounds and fight for the for the title there. My teammate was supposed to go into this tournament that I'm currently in. And uh, some things happened in life and I feel everything happens the way that it's supposed to. I ended up getting looped into the tournament and um, here we are four fights later, um, fighting for a million dollars. But uh, Pit, Patricio Pitbull, he's, he's done a great job at uh, being a champ, holding the title and kind of setting the bar high to not just show his level of eliteness, but also uh, showing how established he is as a champ. You know, he's stop, bro. That's gross. He's uh, he's going up to different divisions and and taking titles from from 155 pound titles and doing it just in such an elegant and quick fashion that I don't think people know really how to quite deal with it. You know, so when I go out there and I start him and, and make it look easy, everyone's gonna be like. Oh, it was a fluke. I know. It, it, he got lucky. But I'm used to that. People have said that for 17 fights. Oh, he's fighting scrubs, this, that. You know what I mean? So for me, it's just more motivation to go in there and, and get him out of there as soon as possible. And, and, and why are you so confident, man? What, what, what is it about A.J. McKee and your game that you say, man, I'm going to starch this guy? It's the mercenary, man. I, I, I do my job. You know, I sign that dotted line. I go in there and I'm taking that person out. Um, some people call it an alter ego. For me, it's it's knowing that I'm destined for greatness. You know what I mean? Later, Joe. Um, just knowing that I'm destined for greatness. Since I was a kid, watching my dad's career, watching him, you know, I got Rampage, Randy Couture, all these guys. My dad at 155 pounds. I watched him beat all these guys up. How come we don't have a big house like them? How come we don't have the nice cars like them? That, those were questions that I used to ask my dad, you know? And I'm like, well, you're eight years undefeated. Why, why aren't you famous? You know, like these are things that really bothered me. And then it started to bother me in my own career. Eight and oh, nine and oh, 10 and oh. Why, why do I not have a following? Why are people not respecting me, respecting me? Um, and it got to a point where it really bothered me for quite some time. And then I took on the Floyd mentality. If you can't stop me, you got to join me. So 
screw what they're talking about, screw what they're hating on, hating on, take the short end of the stick, and in the end, you're going to get the long end of the stick. Why? Because you put in the work. You put in the work ethnic. You know what I mean? You, 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 like, the grind just doesn't stop. It's all day. You know, I'm in the gym two times, three times a day. So uh, that's what sets you aside from being good and being great. You know what I mean? Wow. So Yeah, I love that. that I love uh, Um, You know, this fight is taking place in L.A. at the Forum. Um, first Bellator event that's going to be outside that Mohegan Sun uh, bubble that you've had in Connecticut, first show on the road. Uh, what would it mean to not only win, but win the title and do it in your backyard of LA? Man, it's going to be awesome to do it in the backyard. Uh, just, just being in those red walls, like there's so much history that has been set and done within those walls. Um, being the first father son to fight on a professional card and win together, like that was done at the forum. My father and I fought on the same card and we both won. I also started the first round of the million dollar tournament that night. So for me, it was like, if he wins, you got to go. win. If he loses, you got to go win. Cause like you got to set the bar high. You know what I mean? So um, now going back to the forum, it being the first event, it's going to, it's going to be surreal. It's going to be like a movie all over again. Um, I still can't even put together the words for that first night when we fought together at the forum. So like now this night being all for me, man, it's, it's going to be like a movie and I can't wait. You know, this is the opportunity. I feel like this is my coming out party and everyone's going to get to finally see who A.J. McKee is for once. Love it. Love it. You know, yeah. you talk about your father. Uh, he's also obviously your trainer. Um, he said he believes this is the easiest matchup for you. Do you agree? Definitely. Like I said, this has been a fight that we've prepared for for 17 fights. Um, Pitbull has ignored me. He's he's switched the brackets and put all the young guys, the wrestlers, anything that was a threat to him on another side of the bracket, um, which was smart. Can't blame the man strategically thinking. But at the end of the day, there's nowhere else to run. There's nowhere else to hide. So when I look him in his eyes, I can see I can see right through all of that. You know what I mean? I can see through the through the, the switch in the brackets, through the you have to lose to be complete. I can see through all that. When I look him in his eyes, I'm staring him in his soul. I see fear. And that's the part that I fear because any man that's fighting with fear is, is a problem. So uh, that's making me train even harder. You know, I fear a man that fears me. And that, that, that's the biggest, that's where the fight's at, man. When you got somebody fighting off of fear, that, that's, that's something scary to deal with. Uh, your, father, your father also said that uh, the only concern uh, that he has is making sure Pitbull is, quote, drug tested for this fight. Look at the pictures of Pitbull a year ago. Look at the pictures of him now. Uh, do you think Pitbull's been using PEDs? I don't know, man. Uh, the way this sport is, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff in this sport. Um, or shall I say entertainment world? Um, I don't know what he's using. I don't really care. But I would like drug testing. You know, I, I wish USADA would test all of us. You know, that's one thing I can say the boxing world is really good on is testing uh, post-weight qualifications and so forth. So it being here in the home turf in L.A., I know they're going to do urine tests and so forth. But, man, I, at the end of the day, I got a job to do. Um, I'm not really too worried about it. Obviously, a drug test 
is, is shit. I piss and give you any blood you are you want. You know, I'm willingly show up at my door. It is what it is. Like I know I'm pissing clean. So um I've seen a lot of stuff in the fight game. There's a lot of a lot of athletes that are that are on stuff, just like there's a science in the way you should work out. There's a science to it for for people to use these things and to be able to do them and stop. So there, there's a big, a big, uh, a big uh, just accumulation of things, but drug testing should be, that, that's essential. I feel like for sure. You know, I, I'd love if USADA started showing up at doors, Bellator fighter doors, like, Hey, piss in the cup. <laughs> I think it, we would see a big change in the sport, not only Bellator, UFC as well. If you look back three, four years ago, all the champs three, four years ago just magically fucking shrunk up and dropped down two divisions and fell off the damn totem poles to where they were all top five to where they're all now five and below in different weight classes, lower weight classes. Usually you don't see people get smaller. You see people get bigger. So I don't know. USADA's doing good things with their testing. Uh, I can't really speak on testing. You know what I mean? I know I piss in my club and I piss clean, so I don't worry about it too much. But with this substantial amount of money being on the line, yes, I, I completely agree. You know, you, especially Patricio Pitbull. I look at pictures of him. He was he was cut up and lank, lanky like me at first. And then now, all of a sudden, you turn into a legitimate Pitbull. I don't know. He, you know what I mean? He, he's, he's a buff guy, but I, I don't know. Whatever. It, it ain't going to stop. <laughs> his ass i love it uh should the winner of this fight be considered pound for pound best fighter and the face of bellator right now agreed hands down um the fact that no one else in the division holds more it, matter of fact in the organization holds more records than him and i um i think that's a big statement within itself i have most consecutive wins I think I'm behind him for one one knockout or one finish on the totem pole. Uh, we're we're neck and neck with all the uh, with all the rankings, um, except for pound for pound for pound. I believe I'm like sixth or something. But after I go knock him out, you know that that shoots me up to number one. So um, at that point, I feel it's going to open up a lot of doors. Um, something I've always spoke on is unifying the belts. That's something I've been key on. Uh, I saw a lot of that in, in the boxing world, you know, um, when the sport really developed and entertainment became a problem of, of building the athletes, they said, screw it, let's unify the belts, bring all athletes together, and we'll see who the best of the best was. And that's when Floyd stuck out the most. So for me, that's something I, I'd like to do. And, and I feel like that'll come in due time when I reach the pinnacle of my career is being able to create something for the fighters you know um obviously there's going to be that one fighter that stands out exponentially and that was floyd in the boxing world so i'm looking for it to be me in the mma world being undefeated and just pushing to help out for the fighters you know a lot of a lot of fighters we don't really care about the pay it's it's about proving that we can be the best and uh for me, man, I don't I don't want to be just the best. I want to be the best and get paid like the best, you know. Um, so that's why I say I'm, it's it's the Floyd mindset, the money mindset. At the end of the day, yeah, it's, I don't do it for the money, but the money the money is a big benefit. It's a big bonus because at the end of the day, it's how I take care of my family. 
you know, it's how my family eats, my dad's family. So um, just looking forward to creating gener generational wealth, not only for myself, but for my loved ones. Um, that's something I, I feel is going to be a big, big point in uh, making not just the sport evolve, but myself and my family evolve with the sport. You know, I think it's crazy that you started your MMA career, you know, basically just six years ago. Now you're on the precipice of uh, possibly becoming a world champion. Do you think this title shot and this title opportunity is coming too soon? No, <laughs> definitely not. Um, that's one thing I can say Bellator has done a, a great job with is um, building me. You know, they didn't rush me. There was a point where they wanted they wanted me to push a little bit faster and, and get into the title shots. It's like, no, he's not ready. But to Bellator, I look ready. Why? Because I'm knocking people out first second, first round, minute in, two minutes in. But they don't see on the backside of my life. I'm going through girl issues. I'm going through life issues, family issues. You know, they just see AJ in there starching someone. They don't see anything on the backside of the door. And that's where the relationship with my father and Bellator came into a, a big play into my career and a big part. Um, there was a time I had, I, I took some time off and just stepped away from the sport altogether for a couple months, training and all. So uh, Bellator has just done a, a great, a great job with my dad by their side and, and building me and not pushing me too soon. If it was up to me, man, 11 and 0, I was calling for that belt. You know, fifth fight, I was calling for that belt. So <laughs> that belt around my waist, ASAP. Um, but I'm thankful and I'm grateful for the way that things have played out. Um, now I'm in one of the best positions I could possibly be sitting in, um, contractually and physically and mentally. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm eager. You know, I just, I got one, one, one last line to write. One last line to write in this chapter, and uh, it's on to the next. So, so if you win the featherweight title, what's next? What's next on your goals? Um, be a champ, champ. You know that was that was my first. Uh, I wanted to be a champion. That's obviously uh, step one. Be a champion and a millionaire. But being a champ, champ, that just I feel like that solidifies the stamp on like, okay, he's not fucking around. Like he's here. He's taking over. And he's not taking part. You know what I mean? Like this, he's he's showing up and he's showing out. So uh, being a champ, champ's obviously a big key. Um, the recognition part, I'm looking forward to doing some boxing, getting some big money fights going and uh, seeing where things go on that end. Um, the fact you can tell me I don't, I'm already a striker. So if you're, you're going to tell me I don't have to worry about kicks or elbows or knees, like to go box and be able to have fun and do that, you know what I mean? And I get paid for it and I get to, get a following going man sign me up you know what i mean uh, especially with mma this certain certain fights certain things take a little bit longer and uh you know if i'm knocking people out in eight seconds fuck get me back in there bro i don't want to sit on a shelf for three months you know what i mean like this is what i work for i'm trying to get right back in there and get to the action so that's a that's a big part for me do, do you see yourself staying at bellator or would you see yourself ever moving to the ufc so there's a couple conditions that I have. <laughs> um, if I were to ever go to the UFC, they got to get rid of that new belt. I want the, I want the old belt. That'll be in my contract if that ever happens. Um, or I'll just trade Rampage, one of his old belts, for my new belt. <laughs> but he likes his old belt, too. He don't like the new one, so that ain't happening. Um, let's see. I don't know. At the end of the day, I like what Bellator's doing, the merge with Showtime and so forth. 
So um, the ideas, the things that I want to do endorsement-wise, Snickers, Undefeated, Sprite, Porsche, Monster, these are big endorsements, you know, Nike, Puma. These are endorsements that haven't really stepped foot in the mixed martial arts world at all. You know, Nike did it with John Jones, and he blew that up in the smoke. And you haven't really seen any big collabs yet. And everyone, I get it from a business aspect. MMA is like the wild, wild west in a sense, you know. Um, when you step into it, it's like, what the f is this? What's going on? You got this happening over here, this happening over here. So when it comes to organized business, it's not it's not hand in hand like other sports. You know what I mean? You got a team that goes in, they get this job done. You got a team set for this, a team set for that. It's not really like that in MMA yet. So um, I feel also, like I was saying, setting up things for the fighters, maybe uh, getting certain acts going like Muhammad Ali act for fighters. Um, sponsor wise, when I tie myself to big organizations, Snickers, Undefeated, Nike, Porsche, Monster. When these doors open, these are now um, um, resources that I can use at the higher up levels to kind of put all my tools together and, and open doors, not just for myself, but for other athletes. And I think that's kind of my main goal. You know, it's uh, um, it's it's perfection and the excellence. You know, it's just like being undefeated. You know, you you find something in being a perfectionist and and it's always striving for that excellence which is which is key um i learned that about porsche you know uh, i didn't know what kind of what what my dream car was at first you know and then i started looking in i'm like man this gt2 rs is like the cream of the crop when it comes to the cars you know what i mean so then looking into porsche finding out like there's certain things you know and I, it's weird how i attract myself to everything that's like top of the line in a sense you know snickers Mars bars. They're like the elite candy bar of our all candy bars. I've been eating Snickers my entire life. I'm going to go grab one out the freezer when I get home right now. You know what I mean? Monster. They feel the beast. Red Bull's the pinnacle of the sport. But, hey, monster it is. You got to feel that beast. You know what I mean? So that's something like I can, I can just kind of correlate myself to undefeated. It's a lifestyle you have to live, you know? Just like the mama mentality with Kobe. It's the day in, the day out work, you know, all night, day and night. So uh, it's just finding those things that I can kind of tie myself to in a sense that I would I would feel that I market well that could also represent me well outside of the cage, you know. Uh, you, you talked about uh, you can see yourself boxing. So obviously uh, an exhibition fight is something that you'd be interested in. Uh, it, it begs the question, when would we see you in a, a boxing match and who, who would you like to fight? Man, I know Floyd don't fight no more, but I've been wanting to fight Floyd for some years, boy. I just feel like he, he would bring me not only the attention, but the recognition that I deserve in my sport, not in his sport, because we already know Floyd runs this shit. Floyd runs the boxing one, but it's the respect the honor to share the ring with him that's what i would look forward to the most you know you got a lot of these young cats out there going out there trying to knock his damn head off his shoulders he don't fight no more go have a respectful sparring match with with that man you know what i mean and showcase your skill the best that you can um other than that man 
Shit. What weight Ryan Garcia fight at? Is he Ryan, he's, he's at 135. Uh, he's too small. He's too small. But, hey, if he wants some barbecue sauce on them ribs, he could get that smoke, too. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, any, anybody at 145 pounds, they're going to have some problems. 145, 100 and what? It's 147 and 152 or 150. Yep, 147, 154. Mm, let's get it. <laughs> I'm ready. You know, this that's not my sport, but at the end of the day, I'm going to come in with respect. I'm going to sell the show. We're going to have a great fight. And I guarantee you, I'm going to piss you off and fluster whoever's stepping in front of me. So given that, you know, your, your, your father used to train Tyron, uh, Tyron Woodley. And yes, Woodley's sir. getting ready. He's getting ready to fight Jake Paul. Uh, yes, sir. What do, you, what do you think about that fight? What, what's going to happen there? What do you think? April 7th, man. We share the same birthday. Uh, being that star, star baby. Like I said, people don't see the things that happen on the on the back end behind closed door of these fighters' lives. You know, they only see the image that is portrayed in front of them. So uh, me knowing Woodley personally, knowing what has gone on in his life in the past two, three years, um, I'm excited for it. Um, his last UFC fight, you saw he went out there and tried to go get it. That was a week of training with us over here at Body Shop. I told him, I said, hey, champ, man, bro, go get it. Like, no matter what, go get it, dog. If you get hit, say, fuck it. Fight that mouthpiece and just swing, dog. Go out on your sword. You know what I mean? Go out on your shield swinging that sword, dog. Like, you know you got it in you. Just go get it. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like the disrespect that comes from these YouTubers and uh, them hopping into the fight game, we already know they ain't going to do no MMA. They'll fuck around in there and get killed. Like, they got to worry about elbows, knees. They, they're not that dumb. You know, they're, they're very intelligent. They're smart. So what they're doing is genius, you know. I, I appreciate them doing what they're doing because at the end of the day, it's exposing the entertainment world within the sports especially mixed martial arts um so that it's now having to become a sport um boxing hey they're bringing in views you know what i mean like floyd said he does not fight anymore right Listen, but let me ask you, ask you this but will tyron because you know jake paul he fancies himself as a fighter he really believes he can do this thing you know Man, he got a lot of uh, of for, Paul, for knocking out Nate Robinson. What, what is Tyron Woodley going to do? Will this be a good fight? Yes, I believe so. I believe Woodley is going to have that fire. He should bring it back. But once again, Jake, Nate, Jake, Nate, Jake Robertson, who is he? <laughs> then you go, what's his brother fought Ben Askren? You're talking about Olympic level wrestler. He has no hands. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give you respect for beating up somebody that you're, you're fighting them at their worst fucking job. What you're, you're supposed to win. That's like putting a snail with a rabbit in a race. Okay. Yeah. The snail supposedly wins, but in reality, that rabbit's going to reach that fucking, that finish line. You know what I mean? So, I mean, once again, like I said, I appreciate what they're doing. They're bringing a lot of hype back to boxing, you know, bringing it back to the entertainment world. And, uh, they're, they're, they're doing big things for MMA. You know, they're helping out a lot of big fighters. I appreciate them. But, hey, if y'all really about helping, why don't you come fight a young superstar? I'll whoop both y'all asses. And guess what? I, you know what I mean? What's up? You know, <laughs> they don't want to fight real fighters. They don't want to fight real fighters. Because the real fighters got something to prove. 
That's great. That's a, you're, it's a good point. And you know, listen, your, your father was a great fighter, MMA fighter as well. When did you know, how old were you when you knew you wanted to do this? Man, I believe I was probably, I would say probably about third grade when they tried to expel me from school for beating up five fifth graders. <laughs> they wanted to play a little racial game of basketball and, uh, we were whooping on them three on five. And uh, next thing you know, some things got out of hand. I ended up blocking out and ended up beating, beating the guys up. And the, the, the teacher was like, man, I sat there and watched them from the window. And it, it was just unbelievable. And then after that, you know, I used to go to Compton. I'd fight constantly with my cousin, Joey Davis. We go to the park, play football and just end up fighting. You know what I mean? We go to the little back house. We're doing our little backyard Kimbo slice fights in the backyard, $5 for the ice cream truck, you know, winner takes 10 bucks. Like it was just fun. And then my dad kind of found out that I was fighting and he's like, better stop doing that. You know what I mean? And a week after my 18th birthday, um, he, he put an amateur show together so I could go and fight. And, uh, yeah, that, that was it. You know, I suplexed the dude on his head. Um, Kept the fight going, fought three fives, just put on a great show. And my dad was like, you know what? I think we got something here. But I had already kind of been doing amateur prior to that before amateur was even around. You know what I mean? There was no amateur when I was a kid. We'd just go to another gym, line each other up like, oh, you look about the same size. You look about the same size. Let's match them up. And that was how we we started our amateur careers. So, AJ, let me ask you this. What separates AJ McKee? from the rest when we talk about great fighters uh in mma what separates you from the rest this right here the power of mind the the will the uh like i said the killer be killed um when i step in that cage my mind goes blank i call it my playpen um i go in there to play with people you know the deeper the fight goes the more tired i get I, I, I just start pulling things out of a bag where I honestly, I can say I don't know where they come from. Like, I just, it's it's what I do, you know? It's like my, my second language. So, uh, yeah, man, the power of mind is is key. The determination, uh, I'm going to kill or be killed in that cage, literally. You know, you're you're if you're going to beat me, you're going to have to either catch me in something or catch me and, and finish the job because if I'm still breathing, I'm still coming. You know, and, and that's that's just my mindset. AJ, uh, we've come to the final uh, segment of this show. We call it The Last and I'm going to ask you a series of questions, my brother. You just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Oh, shit. Let's hear it. <laughs> Here we go. First question. Who is the better fighter, Antonio McKee or AJ McKee? AJ McKee. My dad made, oh. me, a, he made me a better version of him. Great father, great job. Uh, UFC or Bellator? In your opinion, who uh, has the best fighter right now? Bellator. Mm, and who is that fighter? You already know. <laughs> In your opinion, who's the GOAT when it comes to the MMA? Man, the GOAT, Anderson Silva, he was a big inspiration to my style. Um, he was before his time. 
you know, he was out there bored playing with people and it showed, you know, he ended up getting caught. And then after that, he kind of just stepped away and was kind of done with it because he held the reins for so long. But once again, you're talking about someone before their time. Biggest difference between Bellator and UFC. Promotion. Hmm. Last but not least. Promotion oh. and marketing. Who, who does it better? I would have to go with UFC. I mean, people knew about UFC before they even knew what damn mixed martial arts was. Oh, you do UFC? No, I do MMA. <laughs> UFC is an organization, people. Come right. on. You're right. You're right. Uh, their, their career. Last but not least, you beat Pitbull. You get the title. You get a million bucks. What you doing with the money, man? Ah, oh, man. I might go buy a Porsche GT2 RS. It's about 250 large. Hey, Porsche, can we do something? You know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> go have something on it. Like, that way I don't got to take all the emblems off and black that thing out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Invest. You know, obviously I'm going to spend a little bit. Um, invest, man. Hopefully, hopefully some big things come afterwards. Some nice endorsement deals. But, uh, yeah, invest. I'm looking to buy myself a house. Um, extend my dog family, you know what I mean? Take this pit bull to the pound and uh, replace him with a with a female so so my pit can mate a little bit. <laughs> love it. I love it. I tell you what, folks, this man has the most consecutive victories in Bellator history. Looking to make it 18 and, of course, have that strap as well. He is the mercenary A.J. McKee. My brother, appreciate you spending some time with us. Best of luck to you on Bellator 263. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Man, that's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport, like A.J. McKee. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week. Bang, bang.